0: This is an excerpt from Different Ways, Revealing the Feminine by SEAL, published 2020. Chapter 20, Life in Little Egypt, Part 2, Mama Gets a Do-Over During this time, there were the most amazing times to be had, being in the Southwest, with all the fair weather in the winter, we stood host to what seemed like a flood of music festivals with national and international artists. The alternative music was just pouring in. Also, because all of this was relatively new, it was inexpensive to attend these festivals and shows and see these incredible artists. Eventually, it would become expensive to see these performances. In the beginning, for these bands, caught as they were in the excitement of being and being naive. It was all about being on the road, sharing the music, and performing live. I think of these years as my being gifted a do-over, of the life I missed since I had babies so young. I actually got the better deal than many my age who postponed children and marriage after high school for education and adult socializing. My timing landed me smack in the middle of this lush time, artistically. That is the way I felt about it. There were poetry slams, people making art everywhere, and the music. It was a good time for me. I was very lucky that things were unfolding as they were. I had a gregarious and popular niece who generously included me on many of her social happenings, so I met people that way. Left to my own devices, I wouldn't have met anyone. Work was my only social skill. Her friendship and willingness to include me was a gift. I worshipped her. I enjoyed my new life in Arizona for the first seven years of it. I had my dark spells, mostly around memories of Bill that involved liquor and nights spent on the bathroom floor wondering, what was he trying to tell me? I plotted to put an end to that by getting involved in an art show that I dedicated to him. It helped, but something was yet amiss in me. I couldn't see or feel who or how I was. I wasn't all there. I immersed myself in festivals, concerts, and nightlife. I sat 10th row center at the very first Lollapalooza music festival an event that would later become a music institution. I went every year, religiously, until it got too big and too bloody hot. I met artists who were painters and witnessed a side of life I had been long displaced from due to circumstances. I was in awe of the talent and resourcefulness of artists whose passionate lifestyle threw them into their projects and carried them kinetically through their days. They drank, toked, cursed like pirates, loved, loathed, played irreverent, and splashed around naked in their kiddie pool like giant feral children. I learned at that time what dedication was and how truly demanding and different a lifestyle was required to support creating something. They showed me what it was like to be all-in and live on the edges of life, and to report what they saw and what they experienced through their medium. Prior to this witnessing, I guess I thought art was made by magic. Art was a foreign country to me. My painter friends gave me new eyes and a deeper appreciation for what true artistic discipline looks like, and what it takes to be truly unique and creative. It didn't look like anything I had imagined it would. It was a fuck ton of work that demanded serious revelry to keep it balanced. You had to be all in or forget it. That was clear. The burgeoning alternative music scene in the country and the constant flow of live music I was exposed to during this time was by far the most inspiring experience to me because, well, music. I may have initially thought I went to hell, and it certainly felt like hell in the summer, but I saw too how the mojo was on fire, and I couldn't look away in those first years. I could not believe my dumb fuck luck to find myself there, and that's the truth of it. I turned 40, and life was truly good for what I felt was the first time in my life. I had problems, to be sure, plenty of them. But I was also loving life, and that made my broken bits somehow more bearable. After I was fired from the box office position, I accepted an entry-level position, at the University Library, where I began my orientation towards library work. That became the foundation of what would be my bread and butter for the next two decades. It was actually a much better fit for my personality. I enjoyed a few years at the Hayden Library circulation desk before a series of events in my southwestern adventure began to sear a hole into me, and I wanted nothing more than to leave. I filed for bankruptcy, quit smoking, developed a chronic disease, and ruined a few friendships. I couldn't move on fast enough. In time, my mother became ill with dementia and my family struggled to help her. I wanted to start over again elsewhere, anywhere. I needed to get out of that Bedouin port town. The last place I would have chosen to go was back to my hometown, but that is where I ended up by 2001. I was helping take care of my mother in in the Pacific Northwest. As her health declined, mine improved with clean air, exercise, and a slower pace of life. I picked up a part-time job in my childhood middle school in tandem with caring for mom. It was within this one-and-a-half-year time period that made up the long goodbye with the woman who was my biggest ally. The stage was set for me to make one of the most important contacts of my life on the Internet. Thank you for listening.